This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A live match reaction show with Seb Brown after a nil-nil. It's just like the old times. This is Blue Monday. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. This is the last podcast of a magical 2023. Um, what a way to finish it. It was Ipswich Town nil, QPR nil, Seb. Injuries galore, but you've made it. Yes, it's like you said in your intro, it's a throwback, isn't it, to 2021, however many of these we did, trying to come on here and talk about something after nil-nils against Northampton and Wimbledon and the like. Yeah, I think, look, tonight was just, a, we'll, we'll discuss the match obviously in more detail. Tonight was what it was, I think I put in our match day Telegram chat just before kickoff that we just needed to find a way to win today. You know, the schedule's been relentless. Thankfully, December is, is now over and we've got to look at the positives. You know, if you'd have said to me, you're going into the new year, you'll be hopefully touch wood, nine points clear of Leeds still if they manage to uh, manage to, to, to lose tonight and uh, and still a few points clear of whoever's in third I'd have snapped your hand off given the fixture list so frustrating tonight but bigger picture you know a, a, a decent December spell and an incredible 2023 let's be honest you know we we have so many memories from this year to look back on yes tonight was frustrating uh one more game to go before the a bit of a break with the FA Cup run hopefully we can get some bodies back in the building from injury maybe a few transfers and uh, look to hit it hard in the second half of the season yeah absolutely I, I mean it's been an incredible year hasn't it we'll talk we'll talk about 2023 in general a little bit um but Let's get into talking about this game, Seb. And I guess loads to talk about in the team news. Um, this is the Ipswich team. A few shocks, a few bits of rotation, and even this graphic turned out to be wrong in the end, didn't it? 
Yeah, it did. Yeah, when your luck's out, it's it's definitely out, isn't it? You know, was it six, seven changes in the end? So that McKenna kind of revealed post match that uh, pre match that a couple of them had picked up knocks after the Leicester game. And I guess if you look at the look at the lineup now, we know where those where those bodies were unavailable from. You know, Williams comes back in on the right for Clark. I, I will discuss that the performance. I didn't think he was he was great tonight at all. The only established kind of partnership in that entire eleven is the Wolfen and Burgess one at, 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 at centre back. Davis obviously got a calf issue so Cameron Humphreys comes in there I guess there was some debate we knew Morsey was going to miss out so there was a debate pre-match is Ball going to step in is Taylor going to step in I kind of figured it would be Luongo and Taylor in the middle but Ball being the natural deputy for Morsey gets his uh, gets his first start of the, the season in the league and then Broadhead you know I, I, I wasn't at the game obviously sat here uh, in my house if anyone in the comments can tell us what happened did he just pull up in the warm-up and you know thankfully Harness was the 19th man so it's a uh, pretty direct like for like kind of swap and and Hurst we know has got this you know significant as McKenna called it hamstring injury so for now Ladapo and uh and Jackson are gonna have to share the the striking duties between them and Jackson and, and Ladapo gets the nod tonight which made sense I, I didn't think there'd be much space in behind QPR it's not a, not a game that I think would have suited Caden Jackson so Freddie got his start and uh and yeah a couple of early opportunities for him but apart from that we did look a bit toothless up front didn't we we did, yeah. Um, Neil Johnson in the comments said Broadhead, Broadhead's mum tweeted that he was vomiting. Um, so maybe he's caught the the same bug that kept Wes Burns out of the squad. I mean, that's obviously, that's nasty for, for Broadhead. But if that means that he isn't injured in the long term, that is obviously good news. Yeah, this is a, a live match reaction show. And I know a lot of, a lot of the, our usual viewers will still be making their way away from the the ground at the moment but yeah please get your questions in in the chat and we'll we'll get to them in a little while Daryl Hughes kind of echoes what you said in the opening there said always going to be a period in the season where injuries and suspensions challenge the depth of our squad this is that period I I think supporters of other clubs Seb have asked me a couple of times this year just at work like saying oh well but what's going to happen to Ipswich when you get a few injuries um what what's your squad depth like? And I've always kind of batted that way and said, well, we've got sort of two good players in in every position. But what we didn't really account for, Seb, was all of these injuries happening at the same time, the same time as our most influential player being out suspended as well. Yeah, you can take one or two hits, can't you? You know, we've discussed throughout the season the areas of the squad where there is a noticeable drop off if somebody doesn't make the uh, the match day eleven. But to be hit with so many, you know, absentees in one evening was always going to be a hell of an ask. I and mean, if you took Leeds's, I don't know, front four or one of their centre halves, etc., out, even they would kind of struggle. You know, squad depth is incredibly important, but the the run of games at this time of year is absolutely relentless. Is it four games in nine days? I think it works out that when you factor in obviously Leeds, Leicester tonight, and then Stoke on Monday you know it's a it's a big big ask for for any any side in this division and you know we are we are what we are you know we have a a very good 11 we have substitutes who can obviously make a a huge impact as we've seen with all the goal scoring stats from our subs but when you lose this many people in a relentless run of fixtures it's naturally going to have an impact on the performance it's going to lead to a you know a disjointed and unfamiliar kind of patterns of play and that's that's exactly what we saw for 90 minutes tonight wasn't it it was, yeah. Um, just a quick look at the QPR team sheet, Seb. I think the headline news for them was Sinclair Armstrong getting the nod in attack ahead of Lyndon Dykes. Andre Dezel making his return. Begovic as well. Um, they had their full strength back four out. 
um, but one or two players missing. Um, I think QPR are more than good enough to stay up, aren't they, on the evidence that we've seen over the two games we've played against them? Well, they'd hit a decent run of form recently. I think they'd lost the last three on the bounce, haven't they? But before then, they took like five point, uh, 10 points from five games. So Fuentes obviously come in, replaced, um, uh, replaced. I forgot the guy's name, Gareth Ainsworth, and completely got them, you know, firing. But they have dropped off off recently. The two games, yeah, like you say, we've played against, and they've been they've been tough. They've been combative. They've they've you know, they're <laughs> are they lacking a bit of quality up front potentially? You know, I didn't realise that Sinclair Armstrong hasn't actually scored since we played them back in August. He's, he's got the one goal so mm-hmm. far this season. I think that came the weekend before we faced them, and he hasn't he hasn't scored since. So you know, with with the likes of Elias Chair Willock, I guess Sinclair Armstrong a little bit, you can always hopefully kind of you know rely on something. But they are they are starting to get cut a little bit adrift now. And Sheffield Wednesday winning tonight, if they did hang on and win, I think they did. I think they won one nil. Um, that that won't help them. But but yeah, the two games we've played them, I'm surprised where they are in the league because they've looked okay both occasions not nothing you know not not earth shatteringly good or anything but they they do the things that you would think if you do them all season would have you away from the bottom of the league you can be organized you can be hard to beat you can fight and that's what they've shown in the in the 180 minutes against us this year they have yeah and i mean sinclair armstrong started like an absolute train um <laughs> brushes off burgess doesn't he in that right channel um, decides to shoot from a, a really tight angle, probably not the right right decision, but Ladke has to push it behind for a corner. Um, Ladapo gets his first sight of goal in the sixth minute, played in by uh, Chaplin, just a straight ball in between those two centre-backs. Ladapo gets in one and one Obviously, he doesn't fancy hitting it on his left foot. It, does, it doesn't quite open up for him. And then he turns and and the defender gets back around him. Clark, I think it was um, Clark Salter did, Good bit of defending, but just not quite incisive enough from Ladapo there. No, lovely through ball, wasn't it, from Chaplin? A really nice mm. first-time ball. Splits the defence. Ladapo's found the space, but he just can't get it out. Like you say, doesn't fancy it on his on his left as he wants to get it onto his right foot, but can't quite get it out. And it's it's decent defending from the uh, uh, from the from the QPR centre back. See, so he, he found the space quite well, I thought, and it was a lovely ball to find him from Chaplin. So it was a decent decent early move. And at that point, you know, Ladapo obviously is coming for some some stick on social media and the message boards, you know, saying he's, he'll be moving on in January. Like we had all summer, really, he'll be moving on. He's not good enough for this level, but I was quite impressed him in the first kind of 10 minutes. He had this one and then you'll have the one you'll discuss in a, in a second where he gets through again. And I thought he looked lively in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. I thought they had, they started quite well. I thought QPR first, Mm. first five minutes. I thought they were, they were knocking it around quite nicely. And then we sort of started to grow into the game. And this, this one-on-one chance that, that Jackson couldn't get out from under his feet was the start of us kind of taking control in the, the kind of the, the sort of five to 20 minute period. Yeah. Yeah, Ladapo there, you mean not not Jackson. As you mentioned, oh, yeah. though, and only three minutes later, Harness wins the ball in the final third. Good good uh, play from Harness. First time ball plays in Ladapo. This time he does get his shot away, and Ladapo is he's good in these situations, but de- decent enough save from Begovic. Perhaps Ladapo could have done better, but he hasn't played an incredible amount of football, has he, recently? And then immediately we do the, the old... <laughs> corner routine where you pull it back was it Humphreys that took that corner or did Hutchinson go over and take no, it no Humphreys took that one didn't he, he gives the Humphreys gives the it. arms up and then like we've seen so many times over the last 18 months Chaplin just hangs back finds the space lovely ball in from Humphreys to pick him out I've been I've been sort of lamenting pre-match about how our corners recently had seemed pretty poor um, yeah. certainly in the last the last few games I can't remember the last time we'd had a really good kind of set piece so it was nice to see a, a throwback to the old days I still don't know how we managed to get away with it given that sides must you know do their 
research and the anal analysis sides must look at us and, and kind of spot our patterns of play. But yeah, Chaplin strikes the ball low, gets a decent connection on it, but big ass from there getting through that crowd and Begovic ends up going down and claiming pretty comfortably. Yeah, it's the sort of chance that, I mean, it's barely a half chance for most people, but it is, it's a good chance for Connor Chaplin because he found himself in that situation so many times, hasn't he? Um, on 20 minutes, Williams sloppy in possession, chair slips in, Armstrong hits and hits a shot sort of towards the near post again, probably didn't need to shoot, but he'd obviously been told to get shots away. Kladke was, was sharp to it, pushed, pushed it around the post. And then in the, 31st minute just like at Loftus Road Seb the post saves us it was exactly the same really wasn't it yeah a ball corner comes in I think it's Cook isn't it gets the kind of near post near post flick on comes off the inside of the post goes all the way across the goal line just like Sinclair Armstrong's effort did at Loftus Road Hlacky then gets a, a, a punch on it and we clear the ball away and that was a big let off because I know I said we grew into the game from sort of the fifth minute onwards but we'd started to kind of make unforced errors and sloppy passes and <clears throat> you mentioned a minute ago Williams kind of loosened possession and that was creeping into the game more and more I thought and that, that should have been a real wake-up call to us because, again, incredibly fortunate, you know, one of those physics kind of defying efforts where, for all intents and purposes, you're expecting the ball to hit the post and float into the net. But thankfully, Hlacky's in the right place, basically in the back of the the back of the goal to punch it away. We get the ball clear, and that should have been the wake-up to realise, right, you know, I know we've got a lot of changes. I know we might be not toothless in attack because we still have the likes of Chaplin and Harness playing, but we need to really dig in here and up our, up our levels to kind of get a result because, you know, at, at that point I thought the game really started to kind of descend into sloppiness unforced mm. errors flat performance disjointed and that was kind of the way it continued all the way through to half time I thought it did yeah we had we had one more sort of half chance before before the break though long diagonal ball from Burgess reaches Hutchinson cuts inside hits a decent shot which was yeah that was yeah that was over decent. by Begovic I was kind of looking to Hutchinson tonight as maybe he's our main goal threat um, aside from aside from Connor Chaplin, I was thinking that maybe him cutting in might be a source a source for us. Didn't kind of had a frustrating evening, didn't he? But that that was a bright moment from him. Yeah, that was decent, wasn't it? Got onto his left foot, got the shot off, and Begovic tips over. But apart from that, yeah, I know what you're saying in terms of being the the goal threat, given the ability that he's got, and given how much we like to play down the right hand side. You know, when Burns is playing, Burgess is always looking for those big, quick diagonals to release him in behind. But we didn't really look to utilize Hutchison much in that first half. I didn't think he got on the ball a bit more in the second half, and we'll discuss some of the, you know, the kind of the final balls into the box not being amazing. But that was a good effort. It was a, you know, a, a decent effort on the and a good save by Begovic. But but again, you know, that was a that was a, one of the few times we kind of looked to move the ball quickly, I thought. And in, in terms of how we normally sort of play, a lot of the play was ponderous and slow and, you know, sort of back and side to side, which was very unlike us. But again, given the amount of changes we've made and the lack of familiarity in the in the playing squad, pretty understandable, to be fair. Yeah. Um, half time then comes um, and... I think we find out maybe 15 minutes into half time that there's been a medical emergency. Apparently, it was it was in the south stand. Um, really unfortunate stuff there. And our thoughts are with whoever is involved there. And fingers crossed, everything is okay as it can be. Um, the game ended up resuming just after quarter past nine. Said the players went out and had like a six minute warm up, didn't they? We didn't make any changes. Um, they brought the stats up at the end of end of half time seven yeah we we give i think qpr had over 56 percent possession 
And they also had a hell of a lot more passes in the final third as well, which kind of told the story of that first half. But that being said, we did have a few openings. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. We had a few chances that we couldn't take. They were knocking the ball fairly decently. They were looking to involve Chair, weren't they? Chair would always receive the ball, look to kind of cut inside onto his right, either to get a shot off or to kind of pick up somebody on the edge of the D. And that was their that was their kind of patterns of play. And I guess for the you know the, the second week running uh, the second game running, maybe we can discuss why the you know our right back was was always letting the same kind of things happen in terms of Chair picking it up and cutting inside. But mm. if that's part of the game plan, then that's that that is what it is. Um, they looked apart from. The, you know the effort that went across the line a couple of early shots from from Sinclair Armstrong maybe showing his rawness maybe it's better to hold the ball up and look for others arriving late on into the box I didn't think they offered that much in attack but but to be fair apart from the Hutchison flick over uh, the tip over and Ladap obviously hitting the legs of Begovic we, we didn't really either was it it was it was it was a pretty after after the the greatness that was the second half against Leicester you know where I thought we were absolutely brilliant I understand we must have put an awful lot into that game I thought that it was the, the first half was a, a tough watch after that it was, yeah, complete. Just like watching a completely different team, wasn't it? It, yeah, was, it yeah. more resembled. It, it, the, it literally was a different team, wasn't it? That's the yeah. That's the was. caveat, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Fifty-four minutes. Our first sort of sight of goal in the second half. Ladapo as a header wide. He was quite far out there. Um, no real control of of the game for for either team at this stage. Um, but on six on the sixty-first minute, we have probably our best best move of the whole game Seb Harness plays the ball out wide nicely to Humphreys and he puts a superb first time ball in I think Humphreys had maybe been told to be a little bit more positive and get down that left touch line um, and he puts a fantastic ball in Harness controls it beautifully hits the first time shot on his weaker left foot another decent save by Begovic a little bit unlucky that one Seb it was, yeah, probably the one of the best chances of the match, wasn't it? Because I can't remember too much happening after that. It was a good save by Begovic. And again, it was the one of the few times we really looked to move the ball quickly, didn't we? You know, it was a, a, a decent ball in from... Um, it was Humphreys that put the ball in for Ladapo's header. And he kind of started that second half well, I thought, in terms of his his delivery into the box. And, and, and yeah... A, a great chance, you know, Harness is strong on that left foot. We saw that with the volley away at Birmingham. Does well to get the shot off and, and Begovic again is in the right place to tip it over. I mean, you know, if you if you think of that one, he, he saved the, the ones with his legs from the Zappo in the first half and the, the one he tips over the bar from Hutchinson, he's, he's pretty much kept them in the game. And if one of those goes in, it's a completely different match, isn't it? You know, if Harness scores there, it's a completely different game. But, you know, frustrating, but we have to take our medicine, I guess. You know, if you don't, we don't take our chances and, and, and this is what happens. But the positives are, like I said, you know, we are still points ahead of Leeds, a few points ahead of Southampton and and the run of schedule was always going to was going to be tough on the players. Yeah, and it was no real surprise said that on immediately after we we make a few changes, um Taylor, Jackson and Clark came on for Ball, Ladapo and Williams. What did he make of Don Ball's performance? I thought he was all right to be fair. You know, on the Telegram match day group at half time, people were saying, you know, he was he was always passing sideways, always passing backwards, didn't know what to do with the the ball when he had it. I thought on telly he looked okay to be fair. You know, he's he's kind of been practicing in that Morsey role McKenna revealed. So they've clearly been preparing for Morsey's suspension for a few weeks now. And he was dropping deep to pick the ball up. And I thought I thought his range of passing was was okay. I mean he's he's no Sam Morsey, but to be fair, no one was going to be. So I thought he was all right. I didn't think he was the worst of the players that that, that came in. I thought Brown Brandon Williams had a real, real off night. Um, mm. he, he looks a shadow of the player that we saw in October time. You know when he was offering such incredible attacking, uh, attacking intent down the down the flanks. But but Ball, I thought, did okay. But you know, he's, this is his first league start of the season. Um, Williams has played very little football, so at sixty minutes, it made sense that he had to try and freshen it up because 
you know, Williams was making unforced errors. He had that one chance where he could have laid the ball off three or four times. Your QPR ended up nicking it off him um, and then getting a, getting a ball into the box. And yeah, I guess the substitutes were, were logical. Did you see Ladapo having, I don't know if he was getting grief off the crowd or if a, yeah, a, a I think he player going been. off, he, he didn't look happy, did he? And obviously no. not being there, I'm, I'm not, I'm not we'll have to wait for Rich maybe to join the, uh, join the stream and he can fill us in, but he didn't look happy at all going off. No, you could you could hear the groans um, around the ground when he failed to trap a couple of balls that were played into his feet early on in the second half, and I thought, oh god, like he's he's lost the he's lost the fans, and then yeah, I think there might have been wouldn't be that surprised to hear if there was ironic cheering when when his number came up, and then Caden Jackson comes on, and I mean the fans behave exactly the same towards him. Like I, I can get the frustration when the ball comes up to one of those two and they don't hold the ball up, but when they do do it and they do it well, there's not enough praise coming from the from yeah. the same people that are criticising them. Um, for me, I think a lot of people have made their mind up on some players and they're not gonna not gonna change change it, are they? But neither of them are a first choice, and they're the they're the players that are going to have to play just because of lack of availability elsewhere. And the trouble um, is that's that apart from Morsey in the middle, that is the biggest drop off for a replacement mm-hmm. in our side, isn't it? You know, Hurst can do everything. He yeah. can hold the ball up, he can press, he's deceptively yeah. quick for a big guy. Um, he can do kind of everything they can do, and any player that comes in from the current squad isn't going to be able to fulfill those kind of duties. Unfortunately, it's incredibly frustrating, obviously. But yeah, I mean, Ladapo's had it in the past, hasn't he? I remember a cup game at the start of last season. I think he was getting ironic cheers and stuff and he eventually mm-hmm. scored in that game. I think he gave a bit back to the North Stand. But yeah, don't like to see that. You know, it's, 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 no. it's a tough run of fixtures. He is the backup. He's barely played any football. I think it was his second league start of the season, they said on uh, on Town TV tonight. So yeah, not, not overly keen on that. No. Those subs, though, there was an instant injection of yeah. tempo, wasn't there? We started pressing them high up the pitch, but that did invite QPR to, to hit us on the counter, and they very nearly scored. Um, really dangerous counter down their left, and the ball comes across, and Hladke, really smart, comes off his line and den- denies Smith what was probably going to be an open goal, wasn't it? Well, it was going to be an open goal. He came out fully committed to Hladke, did really well to stop that one. Smith then goes down under the presence of Wolfenden. Um I mean he he absolutely turned tore us up in knots in that in that corner, didn't he? But then obviously makes the decision, right, I'm gonna try and buy a penalty here. Yeah, looking think, for it, wasn't he? Looking yeah. for it. I mean, uh, Wolfenden has got a uh, an arm down. on him, but he, he goes down so easily. For me, it's not a penalty. I saw a couple of people in the chat saying VAR probably does give that in the Premier League. Maybe we'll discuss a VAR one right at the end of the game that I think they would have given for a handball. Uh, but that one, I think he was. I think he was looking for it. Did that? Did the hard part to beat the man and get himself into the box, and then yeah, I think he kind of. I think he tried to buy one there, and um, and and the referee wasn't having any of it. Thankfully, yeah. I think I think we might have a QPR fan amongst us. Welcome, um, James. He thinks it was a, a blatant penalty. Well, the arm the arm is on him, isn't he? The, the Wolfenden's mm. arm is on the player, and he pulls him back a little bit, but but not enough for me to. I to I, I think he might have got a penalty had he just taken a couple more steps, and then Wolfenden would have had a decision yeah. to make. But he kind of like initiates the contact slightly too early and goes down. Um, it's one that we we would have claimed, but I think most of us probably, on reflection, would have said, "No, I think he's he's tried to buy that one." A little bit like Cameron Humphreys, although I think it probably would have been a free kick down our left near the end. Um, Aluko 
uh, who, who who had this one on the um, substitute bingo card before this game? <laughs> so Shawnee Luco comes on for the first time in what feels forever in the league, and um, this new lad Boabo can't sound no huge amount about him, Seb, but um, made his Ipswich Town debut tonight. Yeah, I don't know if he's featured in the in any of the Johnston's paint trophy, whatever it's called, things last season or any of the cup games this season. Mm. I'm not sure, but yeah, you know, he was big. He I looked like a handful. And... I think he's been injured, according to McKenna. Do you think it was a bit of a nod from McKenna to kind of the ownership group and Mark Ashton and look, you know, we're having to give debuts to to, to kids uh, in a in a in a in a Premier League kind of you know promotion race here? I think I think a bit of a nod maybe with his inclusion on the bench tonight because Harness was the nineteenth man, wasn't he? Harness wasn't originally supposed to be on the on the bench. Apparently, he was the nineteenth man who was able to come in for for Broadhead when he pulled up. So. <clears throat> If Boabo was on the bench ahead of him, I think I think McKenna's sending a little bit of a message there to the powers that be to say, look, I need a little bit of help here. But yeah, and Aluko, who we've not seen for presumably since one of the, the cup games, I can't remember the last time he played. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure he's featured in the league at all. This season, it might be in his first league minutes comes on. You're kind of hoping then, aren't you? The bit of a spark, you know, you've got a potentially a, you know, a, a, a raw, um, a raw striker up front. But, you know, it's always great to see an academy prospect come off the bench and get some involvement. And you're kind of thinking, can Aluko produce that one little moment of magic to you know unlock a pass thread a through ball or do something to to kind of fashion an opening and mm-hmm. and, and and but unfortunately nothing nothing really came off did it no it didn't um 98th minute Caden Jackson does handle a cross in our box doesn't he but would have been unfortunate to I think VAR gives it given. don't don't you I think VAR give it in under the quite possibly the I mean, it was the definitely, the, the, definitely the more obvious of the two two for me the silhouette was was the wrong shape, wasn't it? I think VAR would have given that as a as a penalty in the end, given what the handball laws currently are at the moment. Um, so that one for me, yeah, I think I think without VAR, I can understand why the ref isn't interested in it. With VAR, I think we might have uh, we might have been on the been on the wrong end of one there. Um, but yeah, and you know, eight minutes kind of went up, didn't it? There was a bit of a roar from the crowd. QPR started time wasting it about 60, 55, 60 minutes, and they? All their players were going down. I think Chair went down off the pitch and then kind of crawled back onto the pitch <laughs> and they were claiming outrage that we were that we were playing on. But but yeah, I think that, you know, eight minutes goes up, you're kind of hoping for, for something to happen. There was the Aluko kind of back heel, wasn't there? So was it Clark running in or Hutchinson running in? But again, I was Jackson, wasn't it? And he fires the ball into the, the near post, but no one's there to make the run and Begovic claims and, and that was about it, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that. Was that. It felt very nil-nilly for, for quite a lot of that game, didn't it? Um, quite a few people saying that it was a penalty. Um, Stonewall five metres in front of the ref. Very the Smith lucky. one. Okay, I, I, in real, in real yeah, I, I thought he bought it. I thought he was looking for it. I think the handball by, by Jackson right at the end, I think that would have been given. Hmm. Let's have, have a look at some of the reactions um, that I've seen coming in in the chat. Steve Catchwell says, that was horrible, but Leeds' loss softens the blow. Still second, which is Dreamland, really. We'll get to that Leeds result in a bit. Paul Mackley's joined us on Facebook. He says, battled well, but lacked the quality tonight. Show we desperately need help up front. Ladapa and Caden, not the answer. Humphreys did well, but he's he's no Davis. No, and that's no, no fault of his. Yeah. Alex Mills tuning in from sunny Sydney. Very nice too. Uh, always seem to have a bit of a blip in late December, January. Hopefully we get it out of the way early. Um, Paul Tillman lots of effort but short on quality too many quality players missing and lacking cohesion shows we need to add a couple in Jan nodding along in agreement there Seb it did sort yeah, of I- lay, lay bare a little bit that we are still slightly light aren't we 
Yeah, and it shows how good that starting eleven's been all season. You know, the you simply, like we said earlier, you can't take that level of of absenteeism. You know, to lose mm. two or three, you're going to be up against it. To lose whatever it was, six or seven uh, of your established first choice is always going to leave you short. And that's what we found tonight. And yeah, hopefully the powers that be, you know, what, what does what does Mark Ashton always say? We will be relentless in our pursuit of. Um, of, of excellence and promotion. So hopefully they're going to have targets in place and they'll move quite quickly. Obviously nothing will happen before Stoke on Monday. Then you've got the FA Cup game against Wimbledon the following weekend, but hopefully we'll have at least one new face in the building by the time Sunderland come around in mid-January. Skyliner says, I think we've been playing well above our real level to start the season. So these results were on the cards. Top six is a more realistic target unless we sign, sign some worldies. Uh, Andy Cass says, more errors in one game in the last four. See strangers playing like strangers. We've finally run out of steam. I don't think um, we've run out of steam, have we? I think I think it is just a disjointed performance because of the amount of changes in that starting eleven. You know, Ball's first start of the season, Aluko's first appearance of the season, Williams, I don't think he played at Watford, got hooked at half-time. Apart from that, I think he's barely featured uh, this in, in, in December at all. There were just too many changes for us to be able to cope with. I, I don't think we ran out of steam because look how good we were against Leicester in that second half on uh, only, what, three days, three days previously. Hmm. Mark Bloomfield, if Williams can play either side, why not Clark and him play push Humphrey up next to Luongo? Set up defensively against Paul's side. I think it would have been a bold shout to to play Humphreys in there in the middle. I think I think it was always going to be Don Ball or Taylor because of the physicality. Um I I wonder whether Clark, the the effort that he's put into the last few games was maybe in the is it called the red zone, Seb? And yeah, they said McKenna said on Town TV beforehand he was nursing. He's, he's being managed with that Achilles injury, isn't he? And right. he has played pretty much every game since, uh, even at Watford, he, he came on at a halftime point. So he's played pretty much every game now for yeah. what the last seven, eight, nine games. So there are times where, yeah, sometimes the, the medical teams and the sports science teams will step in and, and overrule. And if he's one of those in the amber zone or the red zone, then you have to rest him because, you know, of, of what can happen. 10 euro from David Bergen. That's probably the comment of the night, Seb. Thank you very much, David. I hope you have a fantastic new year. Um, and hopefully we, once the dust settles on this game, we just forget about it and we can reflect on what's been a fantastic 2023. And of course, the game's coming thick and fast. It's Stoke City in just a couple of days, Seb. Yeah, you feel a little yeah. bit nervous about going there, though, with all of the issues that we have. Well, yeah, it would have been so much nicer, wouldn't it? Win tonight, and it kind of takes a lot of the pressure off for, for Stoke. They've got a new manager. Obviously, they were on an awful run of form, beat Birmingham. They drew tonight, didn't they? Was it a one-all draw? I think tonight, was it away Should at we Watford? Get into the, we'll get into I that. Think, yeah, I think, I think they drew tonight. So, yeah, four points from their last two games. And had we have won tonight and got the three points, it takes a little bit of pressure off them. But hopefully, if Broadhead is just a... Uh, if Broadhead and Burns are just, you know, viral kind of vomiting bug sicknesses. Hopefully they'll be okay for that game. Davis mm. being a calf might be out longer term. We know that Hurst obviously won't be available, but Morty will be back in the side as well. So we can go there with, with confidence. Yeah, let's have a look at those other results. Um, I clipped this up before the West Brom Leeds game finished and indeed before our game finished. Um, but that is how it finished. West Brom won Leeds nil. That is one of the toughest fixtures of the season, as we well know, Seb. But Leeds, since beating us convincingly just under a week ago, have now lost their next two games, and we've yeah you know, we've gained two points on them. Said um, Southampton, though, uh, in the early game, edged out 
edged out Plymouth. They're just relentless at the moment, Southampton, aren't they? They are, yeah. Had that awful run, didn't they? Lost four on the bounce, including when we beat them. And they haven't lost since then. I think it's 16 or 17 games now without defeat. And I watched the first half of that and Southampton were just constantly coming forward. Apparently Plymouth had a goal wrongly disallowed by uh, Ballymumba. Um, so they can count themselves slightly, slightly aggrieved there maybe. But based on the first half that I saw, Southampton just looks completely relentless. No goal for Jay Stansfield in a nil-nil draw against Bristol City. Leicester, speaking of relentless, 2-0 win at, at Cardiff. What, what's the gap at the top now, Seb? We're going to see uh, it in a minute, we, aren't we? Coven, Coventry, yeah. Coventry uh, drew at home to Swansea. It's probably a game that they're expecting to win. Middlesbrough, a good win for them at Huddersfield. Hull, another win at home to Blackpool. Blackburn, sorry, not Blackpool. Uh, Millwall, 1-0 win over Norwich City. Wagner's day is surely numbered. Big win for Sheffield Wednesday away at Preston. Preston, <laughs> so inconsistent at the moment. Rotherham with a 1-1 draw against Sunderland. And our opponents on New Year's Day, Stoke, had a 1-1 draw against Watford. And this is what the top 10 looks like now. Still pretty, pretty reading. Um, but that gap to third place is now only three points, Seb. It's Southampton. Um, and we're nine points clear of Leeds. But that's what the gap was always for. You know, coming into yeah. December, I don't think any of us expected us to come out of it with still, you know, a 10-point gap or whatever it was at the time, over third in place. And yes, Leeds have dropped right off and now we're even further clear of them. But regardless of what happened seven days ago, whenever it was, six days ago at Ellen Road. But yeah, Southampton are now the ones who are up there. But, you know, there's still three points in it and they've still got to come to Portman Road. Let's not forget, you know, we've played Leeds twice now. That's done. We've got the quick repeat against Leicester in January and then we've got Southampton to come to Portman Road. I think it's early April, isn't it? So so they've still got to come to us and 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 kind of, you know, look to pull something out of the bag. By the minute they are they are relentless. But you know, we're an, we're an excellent side. We've been doing the same things for the last four or five months that have seen us get to whether it is now 52, 53 points um by, you know, New Year's Day. And we all would have absolutely, you know, we'd all be staring at you in disbelief. You'd have said to us on the opening day of the season, you'll be going into 2024 in second place nine points clear of Leeds, three points clear of whoever's in third. <clears throat> We'd have all said you were crazy. So we have to look back and say, December has been relentless. The fixture list does ease a little bit now. There's no easy games at this level, obviously, but the fixture list does get slightly kinder to us. Uh, the schedule gets kinder to us in terms of, you know, with this this crazy run of four, game, four, four, go, four games in nine days has, has been, you know, it's really tested our squad. We can look to get some bodies back. The transfer window will be open and we look to go again for the second half of the season. I don't think we're going away anywhere. I've seen some people in the chat are saying, you know, maybe we've run out of steam, maybe the bubble's burst, but I simply don't see that because of all the great stuff we've done for the last four or five months of this season getting us this, this position we know this kind of stuff works the owners will back us Ashton will go out there will be new arrivals coming in in January and it's up to us after that to really go out and attack the second half of the season and you know we're on 52 53 was it 52 or 53 points 52 points we're on if we can get another what 40 points from the remaining half of the season and get to 92 93 94 95 points somewhere there or thereabouts if that's not enough for second this year then so be it you know that's the that's the world we live in and we'll have a nice playoff semi-final Final double header to to contend with, but yeah, this this squad has been absolutely sensational since August. And yes, they've had an off night tonight, and the squad is tested. But full faith that reinforcements are coming, and the second half of the season will provide some real, real highlights, just like last year did. Love it, Seb. Glass half full from you. Uh, it, it is for Carnival Nation as well. He said, "Leeds and Norwich lost. We drew. Move on to Monday." 
Uh, Neil Barley says, we didn't lose. And we were in League One last season, yeah. Exactly. It wasn't that long ago, was it? Um, exactly. We're going to reflect I'll, I'll, yeah. on 2023 in a little bit. And it, it wasn't all rosy in the garden um, earlier on, uh, just under a year ago. Um, Neil Barley says, Norwich lost. Not a bad night, really. Um, yeah, looking on the bright side. And we and keep saying it, we didn't lose tonight. Um Neil Wilmore says, very flat tonight, but Boabo looks more lively than Jackson and Adapo. It was quite a, quite an impressive cameo from him. He clearly has the physicality. He kept trying to get his back into the players and he looked pretty mobile as well. Doubt we're going to see a huge amount of him, said, but looks like he might have a future. Yeah, he held the ball up well a couple of times, didn't he? Kind of pinned his man whilst he looked for others to arrive. And yeah, he did, he did what he could be expected to do. You know, minimal kind of time on the pitch, but but he, he's big, he's physical, he puts himself around. If he's had injury problems, like you said, hopefully he'll now get a bit of a clear run. He can score some goals for the under-21s and maybe we'll see him involved against Wimbledon in a couple of weeks' time. I guess we will if, if the squad is still stretched like it currently is. He might well get some, some action off the bench against Wimbledon in 10 days' time, whenever it is. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether you need a VPN to protect your wall online to allow you to change your worldwide location virtually, or maybe a bit of both, NordVPN gives you the freedom to do so. NordVPN also allows you to stream TV shows, films, and even sporting events which aren't available in your local region, changing to a country which is showing that content, meaning you can switch as seamlessly as a Kira McKenna in-game tactical tweak with just one click. But that's not all. NordVPN can also look after you while online, preventing your card details and passwords from falling into the wrong hands, safeguarding your personal and sensitive information from harm. Think of it as a cyber Sam Morsey, offering protection to your own personal back four, but with far fewer yellow cards. NordVPN is available for the price of a cup of Bovril per month, and one account can be used across six different devices. Visit nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday, or click the link in the podcast description for more information about the offer, and a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee trial period. You'll also be helping out the pod by subscribing. One man who is fighting fit. About to join us is Rich Woodward, fresh from the lower Sir Bobby Robson stand. Um, Rich, a frustrating night, but we're trying to look on the on the bright side, look at the positives. It's been a fantastic 2023, hasn't it? Um, but... I imagine you're feeling a little bit flat after that game. Not really. Not at all, actually. Um, oh, there's so many mitigating circumstances. Apologies about the uh, the steam in my glasses. I have walked uh, quite a pace up the hill, so uh, my, my glasses will eventually clear. But uh, so many mitigating circumstances and so much stuff that could have gone wrong that went wrong tonight. So the mm. fact we got a point, frankly... You know, I think you said it, Mikey. Let's just move on. You know, there's nothing really that we can do about players getting injured. 
the fact is that, as we know, behind this really strong verse 11, there is not enough quality to, to compete at this level. And creating chances was the issue tonight. Decision making was the issue tonight. Um, you know, Leaf Davis um is <laughs> has got it was the highest assist maker one of the joint highest assist makers in the league cameron humphreys has not made a league start i don't i don't know what people are expecting tonight um mm. you know freddie ladapo's hardly started dumball's not started i don't believe in the league I, I think tonight i'm frustrated more with the attitude around me in the north stand um i think there was a lot of unnecessary negativity um the, the atmosphere was quite flat at times um, and really, this inexperienced lineup needed our support, and I think large chunks of the fan base tonight were found wanting. Sadly, it, it really hurts me to say that, but I'm I'm seeing people, grown men, shout abuse at Freddie Ladapo, who's trying his absolute hardest. He's not George Hurst, you know. He's not um, Connor Chaplin. He's not Nathan Broadhead. He's not going to do exactly what you think he's going to do. Same with Caden Jackson. You know, people expecting Cameron Humphreys to drop the shoulder and, and dash past the last chair and, you know, dash into the box, expecting Don Ball to drop the shoulder and do a Sam Morsey and, you know, have a shot. The, the, the calibre of player that we're bringing in just isn't at the same level. And that's not the fault of those players. That's just circumstance. And that's just us being a League One team in transition. I keep talking about this. I think people feel it's an insult when I say that. No, this is a team that was in League One last season. <laughs> We're up against Premiership, ex-Premiership teams. You know, QPR are not maybe where they were a few years ago, but they're decent. Um, they're, they're solid. Um, they deserve our respect. And tonight, you know, a, a makeshift team has got a point. So I think that's 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 the summary. If if we if ever was there was a good time to have a transfer window, it's in two days' time, guys. Yeah. Context, context, context. Hey, Seb. Um, good to see that we're all in agreement. Sad, sad to hear that that it was like that in the North Stand. Although having stood in there many times myself in the more miserable years, I can't say I'm massively surprised. Um, no, I mean there were there were. I'm not going to pretend that the majority of of people there were were detractors or you know who were getting on the players' backs because of course that isn't that isn't the case. But there were just far too many people who were and maybe it was the fact it's it's a non-working day for a load of people and they were in the pub since 10 o'clock or something like that i just don't know it didn't bring out the best in anyone um but yeah i'm i i i guess on the positive side i quite like the look of uh, of gerard boabu um i know of him from yeah. the under 20 under 18s i think the fa cup run from a few years ago i think he can play wide left and joe will be shouting and screaming because i've got that wrong but i was great it was great to see him come up front um definitely look to get involved and and to, i think it was your your point mikey tried to bring something different trying to unsettle them mm. you know it's not a name they would have known um and maybe instead of bringing on jackson for ladapo you bring on boabo for for ladapo and i th I think ladapo deserved a little bit longer if i'm honest i i think I, I was listening to you guys a bit and i think you observed the same thing i did the body language of ladapo when he went off mm. i think that was because he got jeered mikey i think you're right yeah so so i think Ladapo obviously he missed we well, missed the two early chances they weren't neither of them were were sitters but he didn't get the goal which would have got everyone right behind him by the way when he came on against Leicester he was brilliant wasn't he he looked <laughs> he looked so up for it um body language was great so I think he started with the fans on his side he didn't get that early goal and you pick Ladapo over Jackson because he's much better with his back to goal and he he 
uses his body, gets first contact when the ball's brought into him. There was a couple of times early in the second half where the ball's literally gone under his foot. Yeah. And you just think, ah, it's going to be difficult for him now because yeah. he no longer has the fans on his side. And while not everyone is complaining or shouting at him, there'd probably be a lot of tying and sighing. And then it becomes a little bit harder for him. And it, it, it is a difficult role that he was playing as well. A lot of the passes into him weren't great either. Let's face it, we, we weren't particularly incisive tonight. Even Connor Chaplin's passing um, in, into the front men wasn't, wasn't perfect tonight, was it? But yeah, may, maybe you're right. I don't think Jackson is the answer when you, nope. a team is playing a low block because he has absolutely no chance to to use his pace. The only opportunity he had to have a run was when he did eventually go out wide. But maybe it would have been a bold shout from McKenna though to bring on Boabo ahead of Jackson. True. Well, um, I, I, th- I think probably my I think my thought, Mikey, was that just keep Ladapo up front for longer. And I think that was what I'd interpreted the body language was. I, I did hear, hear the kind of ironic cheers. Um, and frankly, any walk of life, if someone, if a group of people stood around your office desk as you were typing an email and you made a typo and they went, oh, for goodness sake, you can't type your emails. You're so shit. Um, you're hardly going to be in the best frame of mind to then type another email, are you? And it's a crap example, but you get the point. And yeah. that's why tonight I was hoping that the 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 North stand in particular, but Portman Road would be just more appreciative and more cognizant of the situation here, which is mm. if we could play George Hurst, we'd be playing George Hurst. If we could yeah. play Nathan Broadhead, we'd be playing North, you know, Leaf Davis, etc. We can't. And therefore you need to recalibrate your expectations. You need to support. And we were just so happy to stick the boot in at times, not Again, minority, a small minority, but nevertheless, it's the minority that get heard when the when the ground is flat, when the noise is flat. Um, and I'm sure that got through to Freddie and it's not going to help him control the ball. You're right, Mikey, it's frustrating because you want him to do that simple stuff to build the confidence, to get the crowd on side. And it just didn't happen. You know, those two efforts in the first half, he really probably should have done better with, if we're honest as well. The header, maybe second half as well. But he is playing with you know to his level and unfortunately we're in the championship now and we need better and and that's not a criticism of him he's trying really really hard but Mm. it it can't be nice when you know people's expectation of you is is up here it's george hurst levels or whatever and yeah yeah, you just can't hit it yeah absolutely should we um should we draw a line under this qpr game and just I've still got a little bit more, more points about it, if that's all right. I, I, in terms of what yeah, we do next on. for Stoke, I mean, maybe to parlay into Stoke, Mikey, to yeah. your point, um, I'm still a little bit in the dark on the injury situation. It sounds like Burns and Broadhead is more of a viral situation rather than yeah, a so one. I reckon Burns will be back okay. if he's if he's already got this virus. But if if it's, if Broadhead's come down with it tonight, maybe, maybe Broadhead passed himself fit having been a little bit over the last few nights. But right. I think there's half a chance Broadhead and Burns. Obviously, Morsey will be back, um, which would be huge. That was massive um, tonight. I think Seb made the point. You, know, you can maybe get away with a couple of these players not being around. But mm. I think probably the thing that um, I, if I'm going to be negative about, I think we missed tonight was just the captain getting on the players' backs and setting the levels. I think Luongo... Mm plays by example but do, you know I, he's not Sam Moores he's not as vocal and I think there were times we needed a little bit of on-field captaincy if that makes sense and I'm not sure we really got it with Longo with the armband I think Mer- Burgess yeah. might be a shout Chaplin perhaps a better shout as well I think we just lacked a little bit of leadership tonight 
How did you see Don Ball in the stadium? Because on, on the telly, I thought he was okay. But a lot of comments in the Telegram match day chat and some on here as well were saying that the ball was, was, it was a huge drop off. How did you see him? I don't think he was a, I, I, I think it was pretty comparable um, to replacing Humphreys with uh, Davis, sorry, Davis with Humphreys. You know, it's a, a player with ability that we know, um, but you're not going to get this, you're not going to get the Rolls Royce, are you? Um, you're going to get the Peugeot 306. Um, fine, perfectly good, um, but it's not going to, um, this is the third podcast in a row that I'm going to do this. It's not going to butter many parsnips. And I think that was the issue for both Humphreys and Ball, actually. And I think you might have alluded to it, Seb. In the first half in particular, there were opportunities to to be progressive, to take a risk. And I think they chose not to do that because they wanted to keep it safe and quite understandably play themselves into the game. But as a result, we weren't creating or forging those good progressive forward moves. And, and, and that's why we missed the likes of Mordy because he's now that's in his blood now that's his in his dna and the same with davis davis knows how to bomb on humphreys doesn't know how to do that and you know again we can't criticize him for for not having that familiarity having barely started any any games Boove says who did we miss more morsey or morsey or hurst i think where's, where's dave diamond when we need him Hashtag yeah both isn't it yeah i think it would have been hurst but then when we when you're missing so many senior players and you just need somebody to to carry the team a little bit i think for me it is it is sam morsey even though the drop off is is less fast we've seen it before where morsey's dropped in and played in a cup team he still looked really good he's just kept us ticking over hasn't he and just raises the standards around him but i could i could argue that if if hutchinson in particular or jackson when he came on make better choices with their final ball and you've got someone like George Hurst who's waiting on the end of it, then he's more likely to put it in the net than Ladapo, isn't he? If, if we're honest. Um, and that's the difference tonight. I, I mentioned it when I came in, like decision-making. I'm really frustrated that Hutchinson hasn't grasped his opportunity to stake a claim for that right-wing yeah. slot. He had yeah. so many, you know, the good shot in the first half, obviously got great pace, but the choices he made when he got in really good positions tonight really let us down, and Jackson had a few of those moments as well. So, you know... Uh, maybe Morsey, you're right, Mikey, because the service was, wasn't going to get into Hurst. But I think Hurst scores one of those two chances in the first half that Ladapo got when he's played in in behind. I think Hurst is more instinctive in that moment and knows how yeah, to score. And he just generally makes the game a lot harder for those QPR defenders. Right. Um, Richard Howenstein had a good night there. My first Telegram live game chat. It was nice to be frustrated with others. <laughs> you should see it on a good day, uh, Richard. Even more enjoyable. Um, He's followed it up, Mikey, by the way. He's followed it up. Thank you, Richard. You... Oh, fantastic. Thank, Thank you for you the super much. chat. We appreciate you. $9.99 as well. Fantastic. Um, bit of oh. love here for, for Cameron Humphreys from Matt Lovell. Uh, was a, Cam yep. was a real bright spot. A quite adept deputy for, for Leaf. I thought he played really safe in the first half, Rich. Yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And he, he was up against Willock. Um I think he, he he acquitted himself well. It looked like he he was told at half time to come out and and be a little bit more aggressive, yeah. and he definitely was. But he was dead on his feet at the end, wasn't he? And he got a kick really early on in the first half. He went for a fifty fifty, and I got I think uh, I forget who it was. It might have been Cook. Probably wasn't. Swat, um, swiped through his shin to clear the ball away. Um, I, I, there was a great cross into Ladapo, isn't there? For, for, that's from Humphreys and to Harness as well, I think as well. I think he grew into the game and I agree. I think um, 
a lot of people probably looked at that team and thought, wow, that's the, probably the biggest concern there. And I thought he quitted himself well. And, you know, again, he's not going to, he's not going to give you the Davis level, but he, I think he did enough tonight. Uh, Tafka Wax says mm. Hutchinson has the ability to score 10 plus a season, but isn't. Yeah, I, I really so thought young. He was... he's so young, though, isn't he? It's his first sure. his first venture into professional men's football. So, you know, with those kind of young, young players, especially wingers and inside forwards, you are going to get inconsistency and hit and miss. One thing the crowd did do well, and I, I don't I think the lyrics are still crystallizing. There is a new Amari Hutchinson chant, or there is a Amari Hutchinson chant that I've heard for the first time, which is to the tune of Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. So um, uh, yeah, I, think, I won't sing it unless that gets I heard head. that at, at, at Watford. Oh, okay, um, fine. <laughs> yeah, they've been trying to get that one going. Uh, Trevor Amos said, What are the chances of Fulham selling Stansfield and how much? I is that the only given, way we sign, sign Stansfield, do you think? No, I think more likely is a loan with an option to buy if we get promoted, isn't it? I mean, he's got an incredibly yeah. high ceiling. I'd, I'd be surprised if Leicester would let him go for the kind of figures that are being bound about in, in local media. Was it three million quid and 15 F- grand a Fulham. week? You know, by, all, by all means, take them with a with a pinch of salt, but I can't see Fulham letting a player like that with that kind of high, highly rated future going for that amount of money. So I think you do it as a, a loan. You probably pay a hefty loan fee. You cover all his wages. And then if you go up, you've got, Eight, nine, ten million quid as a, as an option to buy in there. That's that's how I think you do that deal. Do you think there's a good chance we see him again? Uh, uh, sorry, going back to Hutchinson. Do you think there's a good chance that we see him again on Saturday, Rich? Or do you think if Burns is back, could you see it being Burns and Burns and Harness if it isn't Broadhead? Um, I wondered tonight whether he didn't need to start Williams if he was going to play Humphreys at left back. And I wonder whether he likes that pairing, because I think if you remember back to the Southampton game, particularly Hutchinson and Williams were quite a pair. And I thought maybe that was in McKenna's thinking tonight. I I, I think tonight hasn't done Brandon Williams any favours, frankly. Mm. It's sad to to see the drop off there and I'm sure he'll he'll come back. He'll come good. But Clark has, has got that right back slot to me. So again, it's a question, Mikey, of does McKenna like these pairings? And therefore, if you play Clark, do you play Burns is what I'm thinking. Um, I'd be yeah. bringing Burns back in because not only has he got the, the assist threat, but he's got the goal threat as well. Um, you know, we were trying to play balls across the box and sometimes you want someone on the other end of it to stick mm. a boot across it and we didn't have that. Maybe, maybe, maybe a better question then is if um, if Davis is still unavailable, for for Stoke away, who plays left back? Do you think it's Humphreys again? If Seb, or I think I think you'd keep it at Humphreys. I think, like you say, he grew into the second half. He's got a decent delivery on him. We know he's fit as anything. You know, he's technically very good. He's incredibly fit. He'll get up and down the flank all night for you. And and yeah, I just think Williams ever since. Since the rumours and stuff came out and he, he barely kind of featured for some games, I think he's played, what is it, 45 minutes against Watford in pretty much for this entire month and he looks way off it at the moment. So I think I'd have Clark at right back on Saturday, on Monday, whenever it is, New Year's Day, um, and Hutchin- uh, sorry, and um, <clears throat> keep Humphreys in that left wing back role because he's probably the closest direct replacement for Leif Davis. He's not Leif Davis, fair enough, no one would be, but he's probably the closest replacement we've got for him in terms of his... His kind of you know fitness levels, his his technical with his with his first touch and stuff, and you can you can pick a pass out when needed. So I stick him in there again personally. I wonder whether Stoke is a little bit of a higher caliber opposition that you need 
someone with more experience than Cam Humphreys at left back. I'm a, I, that that would probably be my thinking. I like where he's Seb's up against Willock from. tonight. Willock, Willock's a you know Willock Willock could be a at half time. Yeah, no, yeah, but body he, language he, he didn't look fast to be honest. But, but going into the game, that's a that's a potentially a high risk opposition to be paid up against, isn't it? Yeah, and Smith yeah. is a good player as well. To be fair, the lad that came on, but I, I, but personally, I'd go, I'd be going for Williams if if Davis isn't yeah, fit. I'd go I think, for Williams at left back. Give him another like, go. I think he tried to do that earlier in the season, didn't he? I think he has done a Clark-Williams combo. and maybe may have been in the cup. I think it was in the cup. And it was. I think it was Fulham, actually. And it did not look That's good. So but that night he put Clark at left back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking Clark if he was the left around, back and yeah, Williams was the right back. Maybe that might so. work. Yeah. We've yeah. seen uh, Clark right back, uh, Williams left back at uh, where at Southampton as well, I think. Did we? As a sub, was it though? I'm not sure. Maybe. Chat We'll see. Um, right, just dipping back into the chat. Should we talk about 2023 in general now? Yeah, now, I, there was let, a few people, and I think you guys have talked about it as well. I think I've seen it in Telegram. People are starting to panic or starting to worry. Mm-hmm. I think right off tonight, I think we move on. The, the idea of this running out of steam or this blip, you know, if you, you want to look at team who's running out of steam, look at what Leeds have done since they beat us. You know, that's running out of steam, guys. We are not losing matches. Tonight, we didn't have our first choice level, nowhere near it. And we still got a point with a League One team. Let's be honest, let's call it what it is with a League One team. Um, so I think tonight is kind of one of those take your medicine. You know, QPR sat back and got a point. They were quite happy with that. That's the level we're at now, guys. You know, the, our reserve team can hold its own against most teams in, you know, a good team in this division. I'm not going to pretend they're not, they're not Leicester, but, you know, let's, let's not pretend that this is, you know, all hell's breaking loose here. Let's take the point, move on. And 2024 signings will come in and then we, we go again. We love saying that process, process, process. We go again, all the cliches you want. Lovely. Um, Gord. Thank you, Gord. Um, Canadian dollars. Is it Canadian? Ten Canadian dollars. Of course, the exchange rate there, Rich. Happy New Year, everyone. Looking forward to a great 2024. Rich, uh, just before we move on from this, um, it was from the start uh, where we had Williams and uh, Clark. So occasionally, this blind blind squirrel will find. Hey, come on. We all love Mikey. Um, Can you put some love for Mikey in the chat, by the way? (laughs) Mikey's fixed his internet. Every time Mikey gets, you know, Freddie's like, Freddie Ladapo, except he gets mm. better with the abuse. And yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't, we don't want the abuse for him. But Mikey does everything he's asked with like internet. He's fixed it. He had a guy round, but he's had BT round more times than I. <laughs> I can't remember. He's sorted <laughs> microphones, backgrounds. We bloody love Mikey. So I hope yeah. all of you appreciate him too. Let's give Mikey yeah. some love in the chat. Say so, well, well done to me for getting some some decent internet. No, maybe maybe congratulate me on this point that I'm about to make, Rich. Here we go. I believe that there was one other nil nil this season, um, where Cameron Humphreys played, Shawnee Aluko played, and then what happened after? <laughs> oh, then what did we do after? <laughs> there you go. Thirteen match winning run. Here we come. Yes. Um, Right, let's look back. January 2023. I haven't written anything down because I think it's more fun to do it like this. Highlight of January 2023 for me was the triple signing of Luongo, Clark and Nathan Broadhead. This is, I mean, it it actually didn't work straight away, did it? But it just became 
just the the best trio of signings we possibly could have made in January. Agreed. We didn't see Luongo for like two months, did we? Do you remember? He just didn't mm. didn't feature, and Hurst was coming off the bench, getting up to up to up to speed. And Broadhead had problems with his mattress, didn't he? So he didn't he didn't appear for the first couple of games, and then yeah, they all got fit. And well, as they say, the rest is history, isn't it? February uh, was that was that the month where we played Oxford away? I think it was. It was. We'll, um, we'll park park that one. It, I think it was, uh, it was Bristol Rovers away as well. There's a Morsey Long Ranger at MK Dons was quite memorable for seven thousand of us. Um, was the yeah, two-all yeah. game against Wednesday? Was that February? Yeah, Broadhead free kick. Broadhead's free kick. Yeah, yeah. I think this the stirring comeback against Sheffield Wednesday is probably the genuine um, highlight. But then also maybe the start of that when we became the flat track bu- bullies and we were just beating beating teams like I don't know, was it Forest, Forest Green? Green teams like that in February? We're going to March. Um, Talk to us about Bolton, Seb. Yeah, Bolton, Bolton away, Seb. Yeah, we'd had that winning run, haven't we? So we'd beaten, was it Forest Green and Morecambe and MK Dons, I think. And, you know, we kind of expected us to beat them given the colour of players we brought in. But Bolton away was the first time. I, I don't, I, I had to dig out my uh, research for it recently and I didn't realise how good they were at the time. They'd taken like 40 points from 18 home games and stuff and they were flying at the time. And that was the first of these kind of, I mean, it became routine by the end of the season with, you know, Peterborough and Barnsley but, and Derby. That was one of those games where we just completely nullified them. We get a bit of luck with the, the penalty save that Walton pulls just after half time. <clears throat> but Hurst kind of, was that Hurst's first league goal? I think that stunning half volley after Burns makes the, makes the run down the flanks and then Burgess with the header from the corner. And that was the first time I left that game kind of thinking, okay, well, we've done it against the sides that we should do it against. And we've just completely nullified, a, you know, a playoff contender, an automatic promotion contender, uh, and made them look very, very ordinary. So that was an extra kind of shot in the arm for for what was about to come. But yeah, that was a real statement performance at the time, I thought. Could you do April, Rich? Could you think of anything? Did anything good happen in <laughs> April 2023? But you know what? I, I, I'm going to ignore the obvious, um, mainly because I wasn't I wasn't at them. I'd come <laughs> up with this rule and I stuck with it. And I might need to go back to it. And so uh, in terms of April, the games that you want me to mention, I will say that me and Dave did the post-match straight after Barnsley and it was one of the most joyous, hectic live live pods we've ever done. Um, but I will I'll shout out Port Vale at home, you know, a similar Lovely. vibe to kind of tonight, a little bit of a, um, a little bit of rotation, I think in that one, but uh, Port Vale just sat their manager, three players, I think suspended and really went for it. And we had to really dig in. And that was again, when Nathan Broadhead, he would have made a difference tonight, perhaps um, mm. just changed the game in our favor. And, and one of those, We'd just been swatting teams aside, even the good teams, and we had to really dig in and fight for that three points, um, and we did that night. Did you do the the magnificent treble though at the end of the month, Seb? I did. Yeah, Peterborough, Barnsley, and Exeter. I think, what a I think week. we did the we did the live show after after Port Vale. That that was yeah. um, that was good vibes for us that night. Not quite on the same level as Barnsley. We we still had our fingers crossed for for that week, but that week came along and and it was just blissful, wasn't it? It was crazy. Yeah, absolutely insane. I'd, I'm sure I've told the story before. I had a Sheffield Wednesday kind of colleague I was doing some stuff at work for, and he was saying, there's no chance you go to London Road, you don't go to Peterborough, you don't go to Oakwell, you don't get six points. That's when that's when we, you'll get found out and we'll catch you. And both, both sides, 3-0, 
you know, kept them at arms bay all night. The George Hurst moment will live for most of us, you know, for forever. It's certainly my top five town away days, having, you know, supported them for 30 something odd years. So yeah, what, what an insane month that was. It was just every match just got better and better. And that, that week, if I could do it all again that week, I would, because it was absolutely incredible. Tommy Lee says it was Forest Green, Milton Keynes, Dons, Burton, Accrington, Bolton, Shrewsbury, Derby, Wickham. Yeah, 4-0 against Wickham, Cheltenham. Drew with Charlton. Charlton. Yeah, Cheltenham was Easter Monday, wasn't it? We drew one all. Yeah. 6-0. 6-0. Port Vale, that, that one that you mentioned, Rich. And then Peterborough, Barnes, Barnsley, Exeter. And then we go to um, into May. Um, I guess highlight of of may rich was the the ongoing celebrations being back yeah. in the championship the the hangover of all times from from harry clark didn't he get himself sent off at, at fleetwood yes <laughs> yeah we stuck a point against fleetwood didn't we yeah mm. that was probably and the then, highlight. <laughs> and then we get into to june and july um i can't really remember when when we made these signings permanent but the we signed massive Okay, Jack Taylor in June, um, that first signing and all of the excitement for, for what was to come. Then we, we eventually get Hurst and, and Luongo as well. And then we move into August. And I think somebody somewhere has mentioned already. And because I think Richard. Yeah, I would probably no. agree. Oh, yeah. Surely June, June, don't forget as well. Wasn't June when McKenna signed his deal as well? There you go. Lovely stuff. So sure that was June. We'll, get, we'll go with that. Winning at Sunderland first game felt like a dream. Yeah, On Sky as well. And that yeah. was a real, like, again, one of those, all those things that could go against you kind of thing, like yeah. 20 minutes of extra time or whatever. Felt, felt like that game was going to go the way that the Leeds game did, didn't it? Yeah. Isn't it um, weird looking back now how nervous we were? It's like keep playing the ball out from the back. <laughs> Remember, we were people were giving him pelters oh. and yeah. Saying, why, July, why are we doing this? look at this July. We were uh, in Spring Cup. You'll never sing that. <laughs> Love that horse, Hollerin. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Booth says McKenna contract in, in June as well. Bring Brings us into um, September. Um, anyone remember anyone's from September? I think Southampton we, away, I think Cardiff. that was September, Southampton away was, was really good. Sheffield Wednesday started poorly, but I think Seb... You were you were at Hillsborough for the one the two all last season, and it kind of felt like we were robbed there. So that felt kind of symbolic to get that victory, maybe at Hillsborough. Um, but this, yeah, yeah, potentially for for me at Southampton, the first time we kind of went away to one of these parachute sides, and I know they were in a bit of a dodgy run of form, weren't they? They lost four on the bounce. I think it was two heavy defeats before us. They lost to Leicester and Sunderland, I think. I think they conceded like ten goals in those two games. <clears throat> but that was the first time we'd kind of gone up against one of the. I know we lost to Leeds, but away at one of the parachute sides, and we we kind of ground out and got got, got the win from uh, Amari Hutchinson's goal, and that's when I started to kind of think, oh, hang on a minute, you know, we're we're, we're really not going to go away from the top of the table here. Uh, Neil Johnson goes for the four-three win over Blackburn. Um, that was the late, late Luongo goal, wasn't it? Absolute scenes. And then we're going to October. Rich, Hull, and you're putting loads of. Okay, well, we we can go with Hull if you like. I was going, I was going to go for that wonderful day where we we beat Preston. Um, and oh yeah, well, you can live show. Yeah, <laughs> fair play. I th- I think Hull has our, has been our best performance of the season, though. Most complete performance, um, but yeah, quite right. Blue Monday Live, Chambo in fantastic form. Yep, yeah. Um, Horse Solera goes, yeah, Hull or 
Preston North End home double because I was there and we scored some. We did score some ridiculous goals in that week, didn't we? Um, November. Come on, guys, help I me mean, out. There's a run off to West Brom, isn't there? Yeah, the first half against Millwall because we'd lost to West Brom on the Saturday, hadn't we? Two nil, kind of hadn't laid a glove on them, and some people were saying a bit like tonight. You know, has the bubble burst? Have we run out of stream, etc.? And then that opening forty-five against Millwall, we were absolutely superb. Three nil at halftime. Luongo, Chaplin, and Broadhead was it? I think with the goals, <clears throat> and that just kind of you know got got West Brom right off our back straight away, and had, had us in a really strong position going into December. And then we go into December and we're treated right at the very start of the month to to the goal of the goal of the season, one of the best Ipswich Town goals, if not the best Ipswich Town goal of all time. Rich, just a shame that it happened at the wrong end of the ground. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a, a theme of late. I've barely seen any goals up the north stand. Then I was thinking it would change um, after Leicester, but no. But yeah, where's Burns? Um, and. Shout out to our mates at Mazala. You can get yourself a print of the, that goal. And we gave one of them away, didn't we? But yeah, just, uh, you know, that finish, but it was the whole move that went with it. And and if people out there are getting, you know, they're, I was going to say something really bad. <laughs> so if people are starting to brick it about our pr- credentials for promotion, then watch that goal over again. Hi, Wolf. Um, I saw that comment. Um, if you want to qualify it, maybe helpful and we can talk about it here. But I, I just think our fundamentals are so strong that once we're at full strength, which we weren't tonight, um, then it's, um, yeah, we're a, we're a different kettle of fish, if that's a phrase. Richard Howenstein says the three in a row, Coventry, Middlesbrough and Watford. Yeah, that was pretty special. Well, yeah, it? you were in I really wind. enjoyed Watford away. Yeah, Morsey at Vicarage Road, Mikey Shorty. You were yeah. limsing it up there, weren't you? I was, yeah. That was a, that was some night. That one really the enjoyed that. in the air, <laughs> and then we rolled into the East Anglian derby, didn't we? And that could have been the highlight of the month, but wasn't wasn't quite lovely. To be. Breakfast at the Greyhound, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, Seb, um, there's it's surely it can only be the year two thousand in our lifetime that could possibly beat twenty twenty three. Best, yeah, best year so, of all me. of our adult lives. Um, yeah, for, for, the, for the three of us. Yeah, for the three of us. Yeah. 2000 probably just about pips it with the promotion and then what carried on in the Premier League hmm. kind of the, the first half of that season. But but yeah, this year has been absolutely incredible. So many moments, you know, that we've just sat back and and and, and discussed. And yeah, what 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 a, what a year we've had as town fans. We've been incredibly spoiled, which may be why we kind of do overreact a little bit to, to draws these days, not even defeats to draws these days. We've had an incredible 12 months of football. We are incredibly lucky. And if 2024 can be even 50% as good as 2023, it should be a very very enjoyable year coming up 50 points and 50 goals is that what you're saying that'll do i'll take that now really oh, for the whole year no sorry no for the for, the, for okay. the, the second half of this season yeah yeah lovely um any any anything to plug before we go rich or um we'll be back on the second to chat stoke so it won't be a live reaction at full time it will be the, the next day 8 p.m so join us for that and i think seb's getting involved in that you're going to stoke aren't you, you my closest game of the season you know a, a, a home time. game for me yeah i'm going to stoke on new year's day what well, yeah brilliant. living the dream so yeah join the guys on the second we uh, seb and i might do some pod business live on air but i don't know whether we'll do a pre-match for wimbledon i think we might just talk about it on that second show but so keep an eye on the website and all that kind of stuff we'll um and our socials uh, there's some very generous 
um super chats going on by the way but um so we'll come to those in a second but yeah second yeah. we've definitely got a show in a second for stoke probably a bit of a mini preview for wimbledon and then we'll do the flagship for wimbledon on the usual sunday normal service will resume it will david bergen thank you so much um you really didn't have to but yeah really appreciate oh, all of, some all of you guys um 10 <laughs> 10 euros straight into my back pocket and we've got some new zealand dollary dues now chris um, chris chris mctaggart still a very happy kiwi tracks boy yeah. as you should be it's been absolutely fantastic being able to share this this incredible year with all of you lot um please keep watching us please keep listening to us please keep liking the videos um subscribing get involved in the telegram it's been a fantastic 2023 and it's going to be difficult for 2024 to top it but hey why not up the town It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.